Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 205 of Report This Post, the podcast about bad posts and bad people. My name is Geiger, and that is Christian. That's just like your opinion, man. And we're your hosts with the posts. Every week, Christian, myself, or a listener select a different topic, and then we find horrible posts for your listening pleasure. And this week's topic, as chosen by us is the Cohen brothers. Okay. I actually, I have a correction on this because uh, something happened during the week uh, before we started recording. Uh, this ch- was actually chosen or was just suggested to us uh, by a listener <laughs> named Joey about, um, I don't know, hmm. nine months ago. And I said, okay, yeah, that sounds good. Well, he didn't pay for it. Uh, he's, he's a bit, he's a, been a patron. He has chosen shows before he is a continued patron of the show uh, mm. and said, it would be really cool if you guys did that. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Well, yeah. Okay. You know, know, doing that counts, <laughs> doing the jack off animal. All right, buddy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So I think I chose it. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> so guy, why did you choose Cohen brothers as a topic? Well, I like the Cohen brothers. They're, uh, <laughs> they're, they're fantastic filmmakers produce such wonderful films as, uh, Fight Club and American Psycho, <laughs> Co- Brothers. all the best Coen Brothers films you can think of. Guy, just uh, looking at the top, the top green tomato, two hundred IMDb list from the last like forty years. He's like, oh, all these hits from the, the Coen Brothers, <laughs> Shawshank Redemption, all your favorite Coen Brothers films. <laughs> Oh, boy. Christian, give us a listing of the movies that they've done. Let's start in uh, from the very first one. Of course, you've memorized the list in preparation for the show, so this shouldn't be a big deal. (laughs) I hate this shit. All right. Hold on a sec. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There's a it should be actually pretty easy information. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Their first movie is Blood Simple. Uh huh. Raising Arizona, Miller's Crossing, Barton Fink, The Hudsucker Proxy, Fargo, The Big Lebowski, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, The Man Who Wasn't There, Intolerable Cruelty, which is mm. <laughs> The Lady mm. Killers. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, Paris J. Tomei, or ooh, I'm gonna, oh, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> Paris J. Tomei. Uh, That's no, how you say that. No Country for Old Men, Burn After Reading, A Serious Man, True Grit, Inside Lewin Davis, Hail Caesar. And the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yeah. So we get it. They've done some stuff here and there. Yes. Great. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about a, a couple of those movies during. <laughs> <episode. laughs> we actually don't cover any of those, to be honest with you. No. We're just going to talk about Paris J. Tomei. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, French and uh, movies, <laughs> I think more we, movies have, yeah. we have a, a gentleman joining us. Uh, this week's episode, a guest, if you will, uh, who's uh, a fan of movies, who actually does a podcast himself uh, related to the the silver screen and uh, Holly, Hollywood and uh, all that good stuff. The name of the podcast is uh, Soundtracker, and it's about movie soundtracks, if you can believe it. It's a great <laughs> name. Uh, good podcast. 
Uh, and he's joining us. You know him from uh, the website Twitter as well, <laughs> where he's over there as uh, Uwe Bullocks. Uh, please welcome Eric Peacock. Hey, I want to thank you for getting the name right, too, because everybody wants to say Uwe or Yui, and you, yeah, you, you nailed it. Yeah, I do that. I did that. Yeah, Christian did that last week to my chagrin. He, he pulled a real Paris J. Tomato on me. <laughs> I got a real mush mouth on me. Yeah. <laughs> The the biggest mistake was that you didn't mention James and the Giant Peach in their filmography. Oh, the that's right. God. <laughs> didn't get <laughs> included. Classic soundtrack by Cole Chamber. Yeah, right. Yeah, what about that? It, honestly, the Paris thing cracks me up because I've ran across things on my show that I don't know how to pronounce, and I'm just like, "Fuck it, I'm powering through it." And yeah. you, you did that. Uh yeah, I do that uh, multiple times an episode. So that's uh, yeah, kind of what <laughs> I, we do. I usually, I usually try to edit when there's a post where I'm when I'm producing the show and I see words that Christian has to read, I'm like, there's just no way he's going to do it. So I just get rid of it. Try to help him out a little bit. Just putting the, the phonetics pronunciation right yeah. in the doc for me. Yeah. Most posts we find are heavily edited just so Christian is able to read them. So it does help. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, welcome aboard, Eric. Uh, yep. Let's talk about you and uh, your relationship with the brothers. Cohen. Well, you know, the Coen brothers, I'm a huge fan. Honestly, you know, you, I think maybe I heard like a scoff when you got to lady killers, but I even kind of like lady killers, (laughs) even though it's like pretty much widely regarded as dog shit. Um, Yeah. I I don't know. I, I, well, obviously like, I, it's not like I knew who they were as a teenager until like Fargo came around, you know, it's not like I was watching Barton Fink, but I I immediately after Fargo was like, oh, I got to catch more of what they've done. And so I did go out and try to rent whatever I could find at the local video stores here in Tiffin, Ohio, which was not, not a huge selection, but you know, like Martin no. Fink, I did find a uh, hot sucker proxy, I, which I had seen and didn't realize was them at the time. But yeah, again, I was like 14. So I wasn't like looking at directors on IMDb and stuff, but uh, you just, I've been a fan ever since. And I think that their movies are even, even lady killers, which is not a great movie is still very watchable. I think they make very watchable movies and that's all I care about. If I, if I don't get bored <laughs> watching it, that's all I care about. Right. <laughs> Can I watch it? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I've, uh, I've always been a, f- the first time I saw lady killers was probably, probably about, it was like a year before no country for old men came out. A uh, heck of a one, two punch those two films. <laughs> but I remember I haven't seen it in a while, but I do remember thinking like, this is actually really good. It was very funny, very cool, fun ending. And I haven't watched it since, but I do remember thinking that movie is severely underrated. People seem to really hate it. And I think we have a number of posts, uh, a couple of them that actually talk about that. So we'll, Specifically. Yeah. <laughs> we will get to uh, Lady Brothers. Now, before we get uh, Lady Brothers, where did I go? Uh, before we get to that, uh, Christian, you did mention that. Uh, who was the guy that uh, quote unquote picked this topic? Joey. Joey. Now, how did he do that again? So Joey is a mod on our Patreon over at patreon.com slash report this post, where if you join for $10 a month and you stay a patron at that level for three months, yeah. you then get to pick an episode topic. Sure. So that's the mod level, or you can join at the admin level for $25 a month and you get to pick an episode topic after two months. Sure. Pretty good. Yeah. Or what else can you do, Geiger? 
Well, you can go to reportthispost.com. There's a, a button there that says buy topic. You click on it and then you enter your credit card information. And then it, uh, hopefully you actually tell us the episode topic you want <laughs> when you buy it. Sometimes default. people do that. Yeah, they just buy the topic it. and then do not tell us the topic that they want. So <laughs> that's, hey, that is the best possible way to do this whole thing. Trust me. If you want to just give us some money. And then never talk to us again. We are all on board with that. <laughs> Preferable. Yes. I'm just shocked that you have a Patreon mod. Like that's Jeff Bezos shit. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have, uh, we have some, some wonderful fans over there that uh, rule the roost. Uh, there's a subreddit too, which uh, there's, there's a, some heavy moderation over there. I don't think anyone's posted on there in several months. So don't. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, don't quote us on there. there used to be a wikipedia with a, a way too much uh, personal information of ours on yeah. there as well yeah deep, pretty good deeply <laughs> deeply uh, distressing amount of information <laughs> yeah. on there. uh eric i believe uh your pa- uh podcast has a patreon is that correct yes i do uh it's uh th- mine's i don't have moderators or anything but um <laughs> i have fine. a uh Three dollar tier, which is just kind of like a supporting the show, you get a couple extra bonuses. A six dollar tier, where you get two bonus episodes a month. Uh, this month is going to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I just locked in Wayne's World as the second bonus Ooh. episode after some like a little bit of strife getting the second episode locked in. But I got Howell Dottie, who did the theme song, coming back for that one. And then cool. uh, an eight dollar tier that I am going to eventually do some like sort of similar but different mini series that deal with like music and things and uh or i'm not going to do that and just keep the extra two bucks a month <laughs> yeah i think that's, i would suggest that yeah. <laughs> just 100%. let people forget that they're paying you it's the gym model it's what you want to do <laughs> but seriously thank you guys for having me on here by the way this is this is uh I, i'm really glad to be doing this and i'm glad that you picked the cohen brothers of all things for me to do because this Fun topic, and uh, people are completely insane when it comes to the Cohen brothers. So, uh, yeah, you know, some of the posts that you could dig, I'm sure that you probably it was probably hard narrowing it down to the ones that you had, right? Yeah, I mean, it's well, it's first, it's hard to find some topics are so broad, you, it's almost too broad. And with the Cohen brothers, it's so many different movies, and there's so many different like ways to talk poorly about them and uh as we <laughs> the see phrasing it, is, yeah you gotta find that sweet phrasing yeah yeah you got some good uh uh the coen brothers themselves have said some weird things as we'll discuss here in a little bit but um so that always helps uh yeah i think um mostly uh, what i found a lot of was just uh really annoying big lebowski fans <laughs> that was the majority yeah you gotta really had to kind of go outside of that realm for really fine stuff yeah great movie cult classic but really annoying fan base <laughs> yeah um, as well as we'll see in a little bit here uh, i guess in the meantime before we get to all that christian why don't we just go and start this damn thing let's get to some posts sure i'd love to this one comes from reddit over on the main spot for cohen brothers talk which is our cohen brothers okay are there any lgbt characters in the cohen's movies Hmm. Uh, okay I, I mean, I think there are, but let's find out. Hey, all I'm a more than only casual fan of the Coen brothers, but still have a handful of their movies to watch. I was trying to remember if there's ever been a definitively gay or lesbian character in one of their films and couldn't come up with one. Am I missing somebody? Also, any fan theories on characters who you think are gay? 
And Phoebe GCP Skunk replied, as a trans woman, I always identified with Linda Litsky in Burn After Reading because of her severe body dysphoria. Not really an LGBT character explicitly, but there are bits and pieces of humor, human gender and sexuality struggle in different characters. Donnie in The Big Lebowski was definitely an ace or at least bi. (laughs) Definitely at least ace. Yes. Like, we can all agree he was... (laughs) At least asexual from the what seven words he said yeah, in that the, the, the 20 minutes of screen time. That's right. <laughs> well, there's an obviously gay character in that same movie. Knox Harrington is obviously a gay man. Uh, which, but, but not which one's with, that? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. What's his face? Um, the, the that guy from Harry Potter, David Thewlis. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, uh, Gay coded, perhaps, perhaps a little heavily <laughs> okay. doused with the yeah the, the bitchy gay character that hangs out with Maude. Yeah, well, yeah. Linda Litsky might be the funniest character to identify with. In yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a really uh, like not not an unlikable reading, character, right? but yeah, not unlikable, but like not somebody where you'd be like, wow, I really wish I could be like her. <laughs> I don't think there was anyone likable in that movie. Wasn't that kind of the whole point? right just awful and the thing is like if you're making a reach where you're saying that like donnie is bi or asexual like that's already a reach so just like go a step further stick with donnie and say donnie is like he's a sweetheart like that's a good character to to identify with i think walter's uh uh, let's see, uh, demisexual. At least. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. He's he's only attracted he's only attracted to people that he can form a deep emotional bond with. I think <laughs> that's why it's, he's so he's so prickly. He's such a prickly yeah, guy. He's got so much passion. That's all that is. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, also I think isn't it uh, in Miller's Crossing? There's like several gay, like actual gay characters. I I don't remember. I believe so. Yeah, I think like the main character in that is gay. Yes, I don't know, but I see. In other words, there's been there's been some gay characters in the Coen Brothers movies. You uh, know, I was going to brush up on Miller's Crossing. Was one of the ones that I was I hadn't watched yeah. in a while before this, and obviously I don't have time to. I, I actually watched like every Lebowski or every Coen Brothers movie in a row before this. I'm going on zero sleep, and I've lost my job. But I <laughs> okay. couldn't fit it. Couldn't fit couldn't it. Crossing. Could, could, <laughs> uh, not the gangster. We'll skip the gangster one for now. Well, I tried to watch that one a few months ago in a bathtub, and I fell asleep. So. <laughs> were you eating wings? Was this a wing night? That, well, we're going to move on. <laughs> hey, speaking of gay stuff, huh? Uh, this is uh, over on there on Reddit. There's a, a subreddit that's all about movie theories called fan theories. Inside Lewin Davis is a typical Coen Brothers movie insofar as it presents a protagonist suffering one bad turn of events after another in a relentlessly grim tone. Mm. These bad turns can often seem unprompted, suggesting they leave loose threads, such as in in this film. Why did Lewin's partner, Mike Timlin, kill himself? Why did the owner of the Gaslight Cafe send Lewin out to the alley to get beaten? What's with the cat? My short answer (laughs) to these questions is that everyone in the film believes Lewin to be a homosexual. (laughs) Uh, he goes on for many paragraphs, which I have uh, reduced quite a bit here. I want to start with the strongest part of this theory first, Pappy. Pappy causes all the important changes in the plot because he believes Lewin to be gay. As Jim and Gene are performing on stage, Pappy confides in Lewin that many of the men at the show would like to have sex with Gene, and some would like to even have sex with him. 
At the mention of men wanting to have sex with Jim, Pappy laughs enthusiastically. This is because it makes Pappy nervous to talk to Lewin about something potentially embarrassing. Contrast this with the way that Pappy tells Lewin that he, Pappy, has slept with Gene. Pappy is frank about this and barely seems to register that this makes Lewin upset. It does, in fact, make Lewin upset and provokes Lewin enough that Lewin heckles the older woman on stage. This is the behavior that leads her husband on the next night to confront Lewin in the alleyway and beat him thoroughly while Bob Dylan gets his, quote, big break in the place of Lewin. Why was Lewin in the alleyway? Because Pappy directed him there. Pappy didn't send him out there out of malice, and his performance suggests nothing malicious, but because he understood Lewin as meeting a sexual partner, Pappy confides in Lewin and sends him to an alley with a strange man because Pappy believes Lewin is gay. Uh, <laughs> left a lot out here, but uh, user uh, Rich Drawer responded with, uh, "This is fucking stupid." <laughs> Good discourse over there on that on that subreddit. Like <laughs> writing writing a five thousand word essay on why I think of like my theory on the the sexuality of a fictional character and yeah. somebody just being like, "You're fucking stupid." Shut the fuck up. <laughs> What's amazing to me is I have this wall of text in front of me because I had seen these prior to this. And when I was looking at this, I was like, that's a lot to read. And you were like, what did you say? You're like, there's this, you know, insane amount of words. I oh, yeah. cut it down. And I thought oh, you were yeah. going to like cut that paragraph down. And no, no, like, no, no, no. I've no, cut no. it down to this. There's more of that. There's quite a bit more. And Jesus Christ. Because he goes th- and there's even like he did more like questions like, why does this happen? Why? And there was a lot more. And then he gave a paragraph for each one of those questions. Oh, so yeah. They love doing was, that. But I just love that this guy wrote all that, uh, and then someone's just like, "Shut the fuck!" Up. <laughs> and they started it dedicated for this exact purpose. <laughs> for this thing, of yeah. Disgusting. It's like you're like you're like you're like too you're being too gay about this right yeah. now. I need you to shut up. <laughs> Go away. I, I, I'm a huge fan of insane theories like this, though, like uh, yeah. the centaur shit in room 237, the shining documentary. Oh, like yeah. I'm a sucker for when people put these insane beliefs into something mm. they're watching. And this, this is a pretty good one. Yeah. I, I don't quite get how any of it makes sense, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, he, he goes in detail as why he has a cat and uh, it's uh, because he's gay. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know what, you know, yep. <laughs> checks out yeah don't remember that movie much i saw it i think opening weekend and i enjoyed it but i don't remember anything about it so yeah it's one of those period piece movies that kind of just all kind of blurs together for me i don't know it doesn't nothing really yeah it feels like one of those clearly the cohen guys cared about that era of the music but i really don't give a shit Because that that uh, that Bob Dylan movie came out at the same time where it had like Tilda Swinton playing Bob Dylan, all that weird shit. So kind of a weird. That's that is a movie that would have been great for soundtrack. (laughs) It is. It is. I actually don't like that movie at all. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Folks, tune in for that episode. Uh, I, I, I mean, I enjoy this movie enough, but I'm kind of like you were. I've seen it once and that's probably all the times that i feel like i need to see it yeah it yeah. was when i discovered uh what's his face oscar isaac I mm-hmm. yep that's it wow it really really stuck with me too <laughs> it's just his acting <laughs> what's his face? speaking of this film 
Noah Berlatsky, who is a journalist who also serves on the board of the Protasia Foundation, which is a supposed child protection service that connects pedophiles with children in order to have, quote, open dialogues, <clears throat> posted this to Twitter. I didn't like Inside Lewin Davis very much. The whole asshole genius starving artist myth is one of those things I don't really ever need to see again. When the Coen brothers lean towards literary fiction, it's not good in general. I don't know that they generally have a ton to say beyond shit happens. And if the shit happening is genre pulpy goodness, cool. If it's just miserable people, not cool. Also watching lots of Coen brothers films in short order. It's really remarkable how few are helmed by women characters as in none of them are right. <laughs> they have ensembles where there are women and they have films about men. And that's kind of it. Fargo's the closest of these that I've seen. And intolerable cruelty has a het couple as co-leads. People yeah. talk about how sexist Tarantino is, and that's not wrong necessarily, but he's at least got four films where their woman is definitely the lead. Mm. And a user Yakima replied, bro, you should probably delete these tweets. <laughs> I mean, these are some of his least offensive yeah, tweets. Are- so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Berlatsky's had me blocked on Twitter for years. So oh, like yeah. I've... <laughs> but the, like the only thing like I have seen of his in the last few years is when he was saying that they live as anti-Semitic because that one was making all the rounds. Boy, he has he, his what his, was anti-Semitic? They live Co- complete oh, dog they. shit readings of every movie. He yeah, sucks. that's the, that's that is what he's really good at. That's where he he really gets his his bread and butter is a yeah. being the worst asshole opinion on movies of, of was, and he looks like. He should be a Cohen brother. Look at this guy. He's got like that sort of that vibe to him. So he also kind of looks like a, a Tim uh, shit. Oh boy, Tim uh, Timber Allen Timber. Yeah, t- <laughs> he looks exactly like Tim Allen. And I honestly, I get them confused a lot. Their their writing, their contribution. Uh, he pops up every once in a while, and yeah. Uh, says some stuff so yeah berlatsky uh just another one there's so many of these kinds of guys on twitter who i just don't even i don't know where they came from why are why i'm seeing their fucking opinions every <laughs> once in a while i don't want to see them oh, God, stop oh showing me opinions <laughs> here's a here's an article he just came out with what everything everywhere all at once gets wrong about queer parenthood oh god it's a, it's a six minute read if you want to check that out <laughs> if you hate time and you hate yourself a lot <laughs> i mean like i feel like there's i'm not i mean i'm not the only one who feels there are sickos online who they enjoy getting screamed at and like oh yeah i feel like he's one of them because that he's one of those ones who turns around and is like the bros are at it again. You know, like he's yeah. one of those ones who turns it into like, this is an attack against me because his opinions fucking suck. <laughs> yeah. Humiliation fetish. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what one of, one of his uh, least awful fetishes from what I can tell. <laughs> well, oh. I found this over on the today. I learned subreddit today. I learned that Javier Bardem's performance as Anton Shigori in no country for old men was named the, most realistic depiction of a psychopath by an independent group of psychologists in the Journal of Forensic Sciences. Mm. This somehow got 114,000 <laughs> upvotes, making it one of the most popular posts in the subreddit's history. Uh, I guess it's interesting. 
Well, a user named uh, Captain Murphy 27 responded with this. I was dating a girl at the time this movie came out that was in shock after the movie, not because of how creepy he was, but because he drank milk. I also <laughs> drank milk. She hates it. When he took a drink, she just looked at me. Then I warned her about the tracking device before the characters knew. After the movie, she seriously asked me, how could you possibly know so much about being a criminal? I just told her I watched too many movies and winked. Uh, T rabbit responded. I've been drinking milk my whole life. I drink minimum one liter and up to three liters a day. That being said, cold milk is great, but any milk temp is fine. I find the warmer it gets, the more milky it tastes. To which user Greg is ugly said, okay. <laughs> Cross posting this over on our milk as well. Like, <laughs> hey, guys, guys, why are we don't... talking about milk in this fucking <laughs> What? You guys got to check out this No Country for Old Men movie. They do some milk stuff in it. You guys are really oh, going to yeah. like it. Uh, there, okay. Uh, there actually is. Uh, there is an R milk. <laughs> oh, there's an R. They might not have it anymore, but there was an R Hitler wearing socks. There's a Reddit subreddit for everything. Oh, man. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Damn, damn liberal mods probably got rid of that one. The <laughs> subreddit is for anything and everything milk and things relating to milk. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Pin that one for later. Yeah. So this one actually cracks me up because first of all, I saw the, like, the Captain Murphy C-Lab reference reading this and I was like, this could go either way, really. Like, this could be mm -hmm. completely insane. But this one actually... like my girlfriend drinks milk with almost every meal and I constantly fucking give her shit about it. Cause it's <laughs> a disgusting thing to do. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to like, I'm actually sending her a text message and dumping her after reading this because I didn't <laughs> trust her. Like, as we speak, I'm sending that message off. No, but one to three liters of milk a day is fucking disgusting. Uh, it's, it's a fair amount. It's a fair amount. <laughs> That's one way to say it. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I, I yeah. still give my wife shit. Like six years ago, we went out to a bar and she ordered a glass of milk at the bar. At a bar? <laughs> yeah, we were. It was. Uh, she was. We were already out drinking like normal drinks, and then she was like, "I just kind of in the mood for a milk." <laughs> and then they brought her a milk, and it was. Uh, well, didn't set the mood. I can tell you that much. Kind of ruined everything. I, it was probably like up the beer <laughs> downhill ever since it, it was probably the heavy whipping cream they used for white russians it wasn't even milk it was you know a what? glass of heavy it's whipping it's actually cream. very possible yeah <laughs> it's room temp heavy heavy whipping cream delicious <laughs> mm, good hey, hey white russians that reminds me of uh that coen brothers movie the big lebowski <laughs> he likes to drink things in that you know what we should do uh, we should do an episode of that. <laughs> hey speaking of that that and the cohen brothers this one comes uh -huh. from our cohen brothers i'm one of those cohen fans that loves lady killers mm -hmm. i honestly would rather watch lady killers than no country for old men any day of the week mm. and mick travis bickle responded that first sentence isn't that controversial but then you had to roll the dice and throw that second one in mm -hmm. and no warn no warn or now well now or now or now commented i would rather watch lady killers than most movies it's one of the funniest movies ever in my top three of Cohen's best Cohen brothers, best movies. And Jay Hawks more simply replied to that with no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I There's mean, a couple guys out there. Yeah. Like I, the thing is though, like I, you know, I said earlier that I like the lady killers, but like 
they really take it too far with that. Like each of them like starts off. Okay. And then throws out that second sentence where they're like, it's one of the funniest movies of all time. No, like, no. Okay. Calm down. Feel feel free to like it. I hate having to side with somebody with a Travis Bickle reference in their handle, but here we are. Another one of the earliest Coen brother movies from a taxi driver. (laughs) (laughs) When they were were four years old. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. Better than No Country for Old Men. That is. That's a tough one, well, man. Well, actually, to be fair, he didn't say that. He said he would rather watch it, Lady Killers, over No Country okay, for Old so Men. Okay, so maybe which I can kind I mean, if you're going by, like, which ones you just throw on TV <laughs> with some frozen pizza, you know? <laughs> Having a nice night. You're getting ready to kick back. You're just gonna, yeah, I'm going to put on a two hour and 45 minute uh, just knuckle clenching from beginning yeah. to end film just relax <laughs> for a little bit yeah watch I, uh, anton get to up to his old tricks <laughs> yeah i can get behind that because i've you know i've t- like some of my favorite movies assassination of jesse james zodiac like mm. three hour long like yeah is if i'm in a mood for a movie where i'm like you said like watching something with frozen pizza i would probably pick the lady killers over those. Yeah. not because i like them better but because it's like this is a, a tight 90 and i don't have to pay as much attention yeah that's fair yeah and still by the way better than intolerable cruelty which we haven't touched on but that movie really doesn't feel doesn't even feel like a coen brothers movie at all it's a very generic film i don't know how they made that i've only seen that once and i do not remember a thing from yeah. it really yeah i can't even picture one frame from that film but uh <laughs> it was not it, i was just the whole time i was like this this just feels like a 2001 movie doesn't really <laughs> film at all. It's, this this is a film yes yeah uh hey this is uh from the subreddit r ask science fiction of all things what are anton Shigur's ethnicity nationality and citizenship <laughs> I ask because I know that Anton is the Russian, Ukrainian, and Romanian form of the English given name Anthony. Uh, but I have never seen the surname Shigur in real life, and I did research on the internet. <laughs> if anything, I think his name, his appearance, his voice, and his personality kind of evo- invoke the sinister Spanish outlaw stereotype or the felonious French hitman stereotype or the savage Turkish terrorist stereotype or the ruthless Russian spy stereotype. So in my head canon, Anton Shigur was born in Mexico. His paternal grandfather was a Turkish man. His paternal grandmother was a French woman. His maternal grandfather was a Spaniard and his maternal grandmother was a Russian and he currently lives in the United States of America. Great. Uh, Puffs Plus Armada responded Felonious French hitman Savage Turkish terrorist What the fuck are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) Those are good questions Also how does this How is this science fiction (laughs) Why is this an ass science fiction (laughs) You're not asking Sci-fi films No country for old men Is he he like a djinn Is he like some sort of demon no you're just like well that oh, is theorized that he is the embodiment of death still not science fiction still not even really close in fact just like no uh, actually no i just is he turkish is what i'm curious about maybe he think because he's doing like a dna test here it's like science fiction means the scientific 
It's the, the, sci- the characteristics it's the science of fictional open. characters. I <laughs> <laughs> just typed science and fiction. And he's like, okay, yeah, this place. Yeah. This post made me realize that maybe the funniest mental image I've ever conjured in my life is Anton Sugar standing there with that like Anton Sugar face while somebody puts calipers on his head like, <laughs> with that fucking haircut. Like, haircut. <laughs> they're, they're measuring the haircut, not the actual skull. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't imagine putting that much thought into a question like this. Like, who yeah. fucking cares where he's from? Why are you thinking of his grandparents? Why are you picturing <laughs> a French woman as Anton Chigurh's <laughs> grandmother? <laughs> Why should that ever cross your mind? The No Country for Old Men extended universe where you get all the back, you know, the, the AMC version mm-hmm. of it. Hey, no country, more like four or five countries this guy listed. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. Is, is savage Turkish terrorists, uh, is that offensive? I feel like that's like. Yeah, I'm going to guess a lot of this is not good. Polonius <laughs> French hitman. Yeah, that's probably not good. Either. Guy's just like, he's like, oh man, I love alliteration. So I'm going to do this. Sinister Spanish outlaw. Yeah, what is this? What, I don't know. I, I, I think that's just stereotype. What he, isn't that just what Anton Shigor is? Isn't that the one thing he really is? I think so. Yeah, I guess that say? is true. Yeah. I hate the term headcanon, too. Joss yeah. Whedon ass fucking word. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a couple more times this mentioned in here. <laughs> yeah, we've 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 gone a little too deep into the headcanons in some of these episodes. <laughs> Good Should do a head of cannon episode. Oh, I think we already did. Never mind. All right. We're going to stop right here because we're going to finish the rest of this episode over on patreon.com slash report this post. That's right. If you enjoyed this first 20-ish to 30-ish minutes of the episode, you'll be happy to know that there's about an hour extra of this one over there uh, on patreon.com slash report this post. Head over there. And all you got to do is subscribe for five bucks a month. You'll get every single full episode with dozens of more posts a month, plus an additional bonus episode every single week. Unbelievable. This is literally millions of posts that we read on the air uh, every single month, possibly billions. I have not counted. In fact, I can't count. I'm actually illiterate as well. But irregardless, patreon.com slash report this post, and we'll see you over there, and God bless. <laughs>